0: That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez is here, and today I have the privilege of hosting Evan Osborne. Evan Osborne is the founder and managing partner of Diabetics United and also president and CEO of Ride Salem and healthcare management consultant with a focus in quality initiatives and change management. Evan has over 10 years of professional experience in direct patient care, as well as he's, he's held leadership roles in both the payer and provider realms of the industry. Evan has a diverse background in continuous improvement, systems building, and program management, and has earned a bachelor's degree in biology at Western Oregon University and in therapeutic radiation oncology from the Oregon Health and Science University. He later earned his master's degree in public health at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, and is currently completing a Doctor of Business Administration at California Southern University. I'm excited to chat about the work that Evan is doing with Diabetics United and really his his contributions to healthcare overall. So Evan, such a pleasure to have you here with us. Thanks for joining.
1: Honored to be on your program, Saul. It was a, a mouthful that you just read off
0: from my, <laughs> my bile there Thanks for uh, working through it. You're a busy man. You're a busy man. I like to be busy, thanks. You know, so what? one of my favorite quotes is an, Idle mind is a workshop of the devil. You might well, as well fill great. it. With good like stuff, right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Great. Uh, okay. yeah, so you, you've done a lot of really great stuff in in healthcare, Evan, and I definitely want to share with everybody listening the work that you guys are up to at Diabetics United, but also Unite Salem, which is really cool, cool stuff. But before mm-hmm. we dive into that, I'd love to just park for a second and under better understand what inspires your work in healthcare.
1: Certainly. Uh, Well, it stems back uh, at the turn of the century when I was pursuing uh, career opportunities that aligned with my education. Uh, Being biology and uh, computer science is a unique blend of potentially stepping into the healthcare realm. And then during that time, on a personal level, I had one of my favorite uncles uh, call me up and tell me about their, their brain tumor that they just developed. And uh, they were working with some uh, health professionals called radiation therapists. And that he was uh, really enjoying um, his time with them, that they are really good at what they do and such. And I never heard of uh, such a field before. Around the same time, my uh, university um, counselor re- uh, recommended a program at Oregon Health and Science University in Radiation Oncology. And so having that, you know, so close together, being told about the program, I looked into it. And uh, before I knew it, I was, I was in the program. A wonderful program there in Portland, Oregon. Um, and then 10 years later, I have to work in bedside um, in oncology, taking on uh, leadership uh, rules, progressive leadership. I was exposed to bigger picture realms of healthcare. Um, And then on another personal note, uh, I later developed uh, type 1 diabetes late in life. So I uh, went from uh, very rarely going to healthcare, not really seeing it on the customer's level, more just as a health professional, I became a frequent flyer customer. Uh, So I've I've seen it from end to end. And then uh, my career took me into both sides of the industry in the health insurance industry, hospital side and then, um, consulting as well. Uh, so with my diverse background there and my personal connection with it, um, I continue to strive to, to contribute to improving, uh, this healthcare, this healthcare system that, that's, uh, Unfortunately, a little bit more messed up than we'd like to admit, but um, uh, with all the numbers out there, it's it's easy to see that it needs improvement. And that's what motivates me to continue uh, getting up every day to, to help improve health care.
0: Evan, uh, that's that's great, man. I mean, how those two roads kind of converge to get you into on- the oncology field and then you you stayed in and then type one diabetes. Happened to you, and and you just like you said, this is this is it for me. You're contributing in a big way. I appreciate you sharing your story. You, so, yeah. And and you know what, you know, we don't truly fully understand until you live it. And uh, you know, having the the steps that that you have to take to manage diabetes, you live it firsthand, and it inspired you to create. Diabetics United. So tell us a little bit about Diabetics United and what you guys are doing to help the healthcare ecosystem and in particular, uh, I think, consumers, right?
1: Yes, correct. So when I first was diagnosed, I was trying to teach myself uh, glean all the information that I could to help manage my disease. And, and what I noticed was, you know, there's pockets of information throughout the internet, but you had to go pretty deep to get what was useful and practical to the seasoned diabetic. So you have an exorbitant amount of information for diabetes 101, basically. So someone that's in the process of developing diabetes or just recently got diagnosed, you're just basically learning the alphabet of diabetes. That's what's out there. Uh, but there is no actual central location where it takes it to the next level, more of a practical approach, bringing everyone together in the industry. So uh, like a hub I and mean, Google is, is, is a hub in, a, in essence, but there's so many layers to get to where you need to go. It's not filtered out and it takes a lot of time to get what is pertinent that you're looking for from like someone such as myself, a background in diabetes that can kind of filter it, narrow it down to what's practical to diabetics. Um, but also the uh, ability to interact with it. So Diabetes United is a completely interactive platform. So it's almost a web-based solution, you could say. So members uh, can get on the website and and add content to the sites. It's kind of a fusion of Facebook, Amazon, and um, LinkedIn. Uh, And we've got some other um, services that we're hoping to roll out here uh, in August That'll be practical to this day and age being uh, remotely accessible and such.
0: Yeah. You know, Evan, that's so cool. So really, I mean, you you get diabetes. What do you do? Diabetes 101, just tons of information everywhere. But it's it's like silo. There's a bunch of stuff here and there. You've done a really nice job of creating a platform where people can access not only resources to educate themselves, but also it seems like a community that they could learn from. And uh, I think just like anything in life, right? You, you learn from those that have been there, done that, and it shortens the learning curve.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So the community is kind of the Facebook fusion of it without big brother looking looking down on what you're doing. You know, run by diabetics. um, And so there's no interest in in sharing the data and such. It's all about collaboration and and, uh, promoting uh, a healthy diabetic lifestyle and such. But we have a feature on there as champions as well where we like to promote those that have, you know, are facing day-to-day challenges. And Our most recent one is Mrs. Oregon as a champion. She has a type 1 diabetic in her household. So her success professionally as a mother of a type 1 diabetic is great to read. And we can relate to um, how they're championing their disease. And we're hoping to recruit others that want to want to share their story of their championing their disease and in all types of diabetes. So I've been talking a lot about type 1 diabetes, but type 2 and then Modi, uh, Lada, there's all these other uh, genres of types um, that, that folks want to be recognized and realize that they have uh, other challenges that even fellow diabetics don't even realize. Uh, and they have a platform that they can um, discuss and, and promote uh, awareness of, of the type of diabetes that they are facing.
0: Yeah. And as you think about the platform and the resources and the community, what would you say makes Diabetes United different or what makes it stand out from what what other resources are out there?
1: Uh, I think it's because of the, the hub aspect of it. It's Everything, anything and everything diabetes related. So it's, it's practical to vendors and health professionals as well, bringing folks together. So we have a diabetics might not be aware of. So even psychologists, psychiatry, so mental health and diabetes is becoming a recognized um, barrier. Um, Also, uh, even um, health advocates. So with health insurance and such, that's just a very tumultuous ride. uh, When you're first diagnosed with diabetes is how, how you're going to get the income or the, the finance for uh, treating and managing your disease. Uh, Advocates are there to help uh, hold your hand through there and then um, even uh, lawyers. So if there's any discrimination uh, that you're suffering from or are curious as to what your rights are, um, as newly diagnosed diabetics, um, they, there's resources out there that you can find through the diet guides. And then life coaches are real big, especially the life coaches that they themselves have diabetes are fantastic resources. So as members of the, of the, of the website, they have access to those diet guide features to help close those, uh, care gaps that form. So the providers and, and the payers, you know, they, they've got their, their little, um, their role in the game, but there's some gaps there that, that they don't realize that, on a personal level, diabetics face. Um, one, one thing is, uh, prior authorizations is a prior authorization is a bane of diabetics existence. So being coached on how to hold the hands of those involved with uh, prior authorizations to expedite what you need to manage your disease, uh, this site will help provide that for you. There's another service that we're going to be rolling out here shortly, almost like a, a personal assistant, a concierge health that mm-hmm. members will have access to where we can personally help close that care gap where uh, they can have a certain number of tokens that they cash in if they're having issues with prior author getting a product that they need. Um, One personal situation is with uh, Dexcom sensors. Sometimes they'll fail prematurely. They don't um, like last the full 10 days like they promise. And um, you need to report those. So because your health insurance will only uh, recognize 10 days worth of service. And if you're only uh, having them live for seven days, then you're going to be at the end of the month upwards to 12 days short of Mm. not having what you need to manage your disease. And so uh, my team then would help make sure you stay on top of that inventory and uh, report the failed sensor and get you the sensor that you need as a member utilizing that concierge service.
0: Because otherwise they wouldn't wouldn't pay for it, right? So you'd be sensorless.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And the frustrating thing is as a diabetic, you're on the phone so much nice throughout the month, hours, and you're battling with health insurance companies, you're battling with your products, you're battling with pharmacy, and you're setting up appointments with your providers. Uh, like I said earlier, you become a frequent flyer. Um, yeah. and you, you win that lottery that nobody wants to win, and you. You have to utilize healthcare so much more um, than you want. And, and it's bad enough that you have to spend so much time of your life on the phone. It's hard enough to manage your disease. Um, and and it, it'd be great to just have that time taken care of from by a professional that knows what they're doing. And then you can go and focus on living your own life rather than battling phone trees and arguing with people. So one of the motivating factors of the service.
0: Yeah. And so, Evan, I mean, this is so great. And one of the things that the concierge service would do is help people with that? So instead of making all the calls themselves, the concierge would do it?
1: Correct. So they would fill That's out a form. Awesome, to say, yeah, I, I think it's very innovative and we'll have a little bit of a learning curve as we deploy it and such, but my tech team is actively rolling that out right now uh, and trying to streamline it once it does does occur and do a little quality improvement down the road to, to dial it in. Uh, but I'm really excited about it. I personally um, I hope to utilize it myself when I get the team of uh, um, you know firing and all cylinders and such. So uh, I'm really excited for it. And I think it'll help uh, close some of those care gaps that are occurring between the payer, provider, vendor, pharmacy, uh, realm of healthcare.
0: You know what? If I had diabetes, that would be something I would sign up for. How much does it cost? Okay. And, and um, you know, how, how much time do you think, on average, you can save somebody?
1: Uh, let's start with the price. So we're, we're starting out with a $25 application fee because there are privacy, uh, HIPAA hoops that we have to jump through just filling out. Uh, record release forms so that we can speak on behalf of the patients, uh, to the different, uh, members on their care team. Sure. Um, and then a monthly fee of $39.99. Three token to start out. So that means that they have three issues that they know that they're going to take some time on the phone and it's worth their $39.99 to cash in that token to save them time. Uh, we're talking, um, you know, upwards to five hours a month of your yeah. of your time even even beyond that battling phone trees and, five such, hours, and huh? such like idiotic. just like a yeah, yeah,
0: little, yeah. little thing here a little thing there and then before you know it at the end of the month you're five hours out
1: yeah it takes over like 10 minutes just to find the right person to talk to um, and if you're working you know eight to five typically that's how the other businesses work uh, you don't have time to step that's away the from a meeting or you're right. You waste your lunch dealing with this. Um, just yeah. So you can just send a quick message to your your concierge, and uh, we'll run with it. Um, maybe a little bit of back and forth just to make sure we got all our our ducks in a row, and and um, we'll start taking care of it for you.
0: Man, that's great. I think that's a that's a great service. I would I like I said I would sign up. <laughs> um, good to hear. Can they do good other things? Like can you can they like order pizza and stuff for me if I want? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it would have to be all diabetic like they're, they're in the terms and conditions it lays it down where it's all it has to be diabetic related. So even oh, yeah, some Right. COPD signs up and wants their COPD. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Maybe down the road. Uh, as we expand jump into other fields of healthcare.
0: No, that's great though. I mean, it's a true value add. And you, you're right. I mean, a lot of the issues happen during the workday and you have to get them addressed during the workday. And so you're busy, you're working. How are you going to do it, right? So you're taking time out of work to get these things addressed and it's decreasing your productivity I mean, even thinking about it from an employer standpoint, uh, my mind always just goes to the employer standpoint, right? So much of the bill is is footed by the employer. So mm-hmm. what about your employees that are spending those five hours a month doing this? How much more productive could they be? And how about on the employer level, Evan? Any any opportunities for you and your team eventually to, to take on you know a pool of employees? Yeah, once we have uh, evidence-based that what we're
1: doing is improving uh, time efficiency during the work day. So we'd have to show all the calls coming in during the eight to five hours. Uh, We could potentially go to employers and, you know, kind of lobby or sell it to them uh, as a feature that would help their business outcome. Uh, But that's, you know, down the road for sure. Yeah.
0: So what would you say is one of the biggest setbacks you've had in either Diabetics United? And, and what did you gain from that setback to learn? And or it could be somewhere else, like just in general in your career.
1: Uh, with Diabetics United uh, and everybody can associate with this pandemic. I was talking with my tech team way back in November, proposing these uh, programs that I wanted to roll out through the website and one of them was telehealth feature I was like mm-hmm. this is you know the new future of healthcare I believe in it I mean one thing with diabetics is having to go to the provider at least every 3 months and when you think about it from doorstep to clinic room and back to your doorstep how much time you invest into just getting to the provider and basically hearing what you already know because you've had the disease right. and the big discussion basically is just what are your numbers? What's your A1C and whatnot? And you can do that remotely so easily. You don't need to sit in front of the provider and hear, hear this. I mean, You can just get the lab report and know what you need to do. Um, the endocrinologists are great in adjusting if you have a pump and then what your your basal rates are and such with your insulin and stuff. So, you know, my math is, is you know, can always be better, but an endocrinologist, is, it's what they do, and they can adjust those numbers safely for you, so they are a necessity in healthcare for sure. Uh, but as far as the face-to-face, that's not a necessity. So rolling out a telehealth feature and uh, diabetes management is where it needs to go, and, and mm-hmm. it's been a long time coming. Um, and I think, you know, in, in making lemonade out of uh, lemons, uh, this pandemic kind of helped. Healthcare in a way, Uh, it's going to lean up the industry. It's going to show that there's a lot of steps in healthcare that are unnecessary and redundant. Um, It can all a lot of it can be done remotely. All a lot of the outpatient clinics can be done remotely. It's just those uh, lab services and whatnot um, that that need to be done in person and whatnot. Um, Even some of the remote monitoring systems. I know Livongo is a big product company that's coming out with those remotely accessible medical equipment and such. So um, as technology. And um, we are more in the house together away, or whatever that hashtag, we're in this together away and whatnot. The, the platform of telehealth is in the new future. Uh, so I, I proposed that back in November, and the pandem- pandemic came along, and uh, they had to scramble on how to adjust. To the new work environment as well, and and go uh, remotely themselves, Um, and it just kind of threw us off our our trajectory of of launching uh, in June, is what I was hoping to do, but um, it's been pushed back a bit.
0: Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's so
1: that's going to be going through. Yeah, it's going to be going through our die guides feature. So die guides is basically like a LinkedIn type of format where they can promote people that work directly with diabetics have skills to help diabetics and day-to-day challenges. What they can do is set up their appointments through this that page and, and it'll send invites, video conferencing invites to the patient and the provider and also the provider can, can put how much those appointments cost. So there's some price transparency available there. So the patients know what they're getting themselves into. They can reserve on the calendar what works best for them. The invite gets sent to them. Uh, The provider can have requests. Once that appointment's made, they can have a to-do list before they meet with a patient, like what records are needed and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. so when they show up, their time is uh, spent wisely and efficiently. And and we don't need the one-hour block like you, the endocrinologist I meet with, um, you can do like 15, 30 minutes. So you'll have that time will be efficient um, and everybody will benefit from it.
0: That's great. Yeah, no, and that's that's pretty exciting to have that opportunity through the Dia Guides. Uh, what would you say you're most excited about today?
1: Um, just growing, connecting with other vendors and folks that are in the profession as well as Fellow diabetics, just going on some of the blogs and social media sites, you learn something new every day. Personally, that I can apply to because um, diabetes is a complicated disease, and dealing with your your diet, your exercise, your lifestyle, your your medications, your products, and such. There's so much information that you're continually learning every day, and being able to share that on a public platform. What I learn to those that are you know don't have as much time or or um, not as interested in digging in deep, that, that's really fun to be able to educate fellow diabetics and such and, and help in, improve healthcare in the long run as well.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. It's, uh, it's a great privilege and you guys are doing a great job of it. While early in the process, you guys are making some big moves. So I certainly appreciate you sharing the work that you're up to with all of us. Folks, diabeticsunited.com is where you could find Evan and his team. Evan, why don't you leave us with the closing thought and then the best place for the listeners could get in touch.
1: I would recommend people readjusting their vision and mission to not just reduce the symptoms of diseases, but curing these diseases. What medicine is today is it's not incentivized to cure diseases, but more or less it's encouraged to put like sticky uh, band-aids over uh, the symptoms in hopes that the patch doesn't fall off before the 30-day readmit quality metric. So focusing on the long run, um, and I think uh, health insurance companies would be the ones that really should focus on this initiative because they're the bankers in healthcare. They're the ones that spend the money or, you know, they lose the money in essence. So focusing on incentivizing healthcare initiatives that cure diseases, products that are focused on curing diseases rather than just putting patches of um, Band-Aid on the coverage symptoms. So uh, I just want to do a rallying cry uh, around focusing on curing diseases as opposed to just treating symptoms.
0: Yeah, that's a great, great closing thought. Evan. And if anybody was interested in collaborating, whether it be with the Diaguides Guides as a vendor or a patron uh, or a member, or even just collaborating with you on the project, what's, what's the best way for them to reach out?
1: Uh, there's a contact us form in the diabeticsunited.com website. And then I am also on LinkedIn. So if you want to connect to me professionally, uh, those are two great resources to get a hold of me. Outstanding.
0: Well, there you have it, listeners. Evan Osborne with Diabetics United. Reach out. Connect, see what he's up to. Certainly, uh, great work being done to help in the healthcare environment. So, Evan, such a such a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks so much for taking the time.
1: Pleasure, Sal. Honored to be on your program. Thanks.
0: Hey, outcomes rocket listeners. No podcast? No problem. Launch a professional podcast you'll love in four weeks. Most people hire production companies to edit and distribute content that sounds bad and does nothing for their revenue or their network. But you could turn the key to a made to order podcast and skip all the pitfalls that make 90% of shows discontinue after five episodes. We've got the expertise, the elbow grease, and you're back on this one. Visit smoothpodcasting.com to learn more. That's smoothpodcasting.com to learn more.